This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. This insert sponsored by Mana Health Products, the only 100% natural organic supplement for blood sugar control. It's a Thursday morning. We get to spend some quality time with Wendy Christin. She's a health coach and wellness practitioner at Integrated Health Solution. And here she is joining us via Zoom. Morning, Wendy. Good morning, Brad. Well, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You well? Good, thank you. Fantastic. Today we're touching on something that I don't know if I'd have ran for every time I've heard somebody say this, never mind you who's actually in the health and wellness industry. People always saying it's too expensive to eat healthy. What do you say about that? I think there's a common misconception that it's expensive to eat healthy food. And it is true that, you know, your meats and vegetables and fruits are, are the more expensive items. But a little can go a long way. So it doesn't mean that you have to switch to, you know, processed items, which in the long run cost you a lot more money. Yeah. And we've also possibly stuck in this routine of that's how we shop or that's what we buy. And then the idea of changing it up sort of feels like you your little world's been rocked and your routines are out and you don't know how and what's possible and what are we going to make and I don't know and where do we get information and who can be bothered. So we'll just stick to what we've always done. So it's got to be really intentional. It, it, it definitely does. I, I find that even, you know, changing a little thing like changing, cutting gluten out of a diet mm. can be very difficult because a, a person gets easily overwhelmed and thinking, you know, it's going to take some planning. It's going to take some change of thought. It's going to it, a lot needs to change to get yourself in the right direction. But it can happen little by little. And before you know it, you're making more healthy choices consistently. Because if, we, if we're not going to make an effort now, and maybe it, you know, we might need to add in a rand or two, but in the long term, if we don't change the way we eat, I mean, then it might cost us in the long run. It but, does. And it doesn't necessarily cost us financially you know, that you're aware of, but it costs you your quality of life. It costs you um, chronic medication that you might need to be using. So there's, there's other expenses that or other costs that come with not choosing to eat um, healthily on on a regular basis. And that might take us to last week's discussion of getting food which we consider to be cheaper into our bodies, but that's then creating an addiction which leads you down another path. Yes, that's true. So many of our foods, if if we think about the, the trajectory of chronic disease, in the last 20 to 30 years, it's just um, exploded. Um, and what's changed? It's the food and the food source. So we need to get back to the real basics. And and I don't think, if if you think about the cost of food, I don't think much has changed there. Mm. But it's the convenience that we've opted for and the processing that we've opted for that um, is causing and contributing to this continual upsurge of chronic disease. So, Wendy, where do we start? Uh, we, I think we need some real practical advice. So, how do we begin this journey? Well, I think there, there are a couple of practicals that we can speak about here. Um, one of the first things is to buy your fruits um, in season um, and, and source them locally. And I think if we look at many of the, um, the the fruits and vegetables that are available, we have fruit and vegetable sellers that, that have these little pop-up markets. Mm. They're a lot cheaper to buy from. Sometimes our um, supermarkets at the end of the day, they will have markdowns on some of their vegetables and their fruits. So, it, you know, it's, it's time of day that we, we shop 
where we're shopping um, and and what we're choosing to buy that will determine how much money we're going to be spending on these items. Uh, just on, on that, we found a, a farm not too far from us, Wendy, that does exactly that. And a lot of the stuff is organic and found I'm buying things that uh, uh, across the board, even buying organic is costing me a rand two rand cheaper per kilogram for things that I would have bought um, at the supermarket. So sometimes you just got to look around and find these things. Not always easy, not, not available everywhere. But if you do your homework and you really try hard, you'll be surprised what you can find. Yes, there, there certainly is. There's a lot available and we really just need to know where to go. There are many of these markets. Um, sometimes they have Saturday or Sunday markets and they sell o- organic produce as well. So there's <clears throat> there's lots of places that um, it, it can be. And some are more accessible. Some mm. are there every day. We have a little fruit seller on our um, you know, near our shopping center, and they're there every day. And you, they, they literally package a few potatoes and a few peppers and a few whatever it is, whatever's local and, and available. Um, and you can buy for a fraction of the price that you would pay for it at the supermarket. Um, so, you know, I think we can support those vendors as well because they're also trying to make a living and um, and they have good quality produce. They buy it from the market. Uh-huh. So they're, you know, they, they're almost cutting out the middleman and, and cutting down on that markup. They don't have the same expenses as your, as your supermarket would have. Uh, what about veggies that you're going to buy in a can or frozen veggies that you'd see in the supermarket? Okay, so this is not my favorite category, I must say, (laughs) but there are certainly an option. And if you think about people who live on their own, who don't necessarily want to buy a whole, you know, head of cauliflower or broccoli because they're not going to be able to go through it quickly enough. Frozen vegetables are definitely an option. You can have those in your freezer. You you do get a, a relatively good nutritional value still there. You want to watch your canned items because some of them have preservatives and other things in that you don't want to be consuming. But, you know, read your labels. If it's a can of tomatoes, if it's a can of chickpeas or lentils or something like that, those certainly can go a long way to stretch your meals yeah. um, and to be available. And, and, and in my opinion, it's, it's better than nothing. And, and the alternatives, if you're thinking about processed foods that probably don't contain any vegetables, um, are, are worse. Absolutely. And then you, as we spoke two weeks ago, read those labels because we want to keep it, whatever must be inside must be, you know, brine or water and not a whole lot of other weird codes that you can't even pronounce. Yes, yes. And, you know, if you buy fish, sometimes the fish is in vegetable oil. That is also okay to buy, like your tunas and your sardines. Mm. So those kind of things you can certainly buy um, and and use. And then it's good to have those available, you know. To, to add to a meal. If you think about a can of lentils or chickpeas or beans even, if you add something like that to a minced dish, you can almost double the capacity of that meal. So it's, it's, it, it, it makes it then cheaper and you, you're able to go further with the meal that you are preparing. Um, if you've just joined us, we're talking about um, eating well and healthy without blowing the budget with Wendy this morning. Uh, planning, I guess, is a big one if you really want to save money and, and plan meals that are cost-effective and, as you just said, be able to stretch them, Wendy. Yes, we and we did touch on this a little bit earlier. You know, planning, make, you know, deciding where you're going to buy your produce. Um, also, planning ahead and buying in bulk if you can or um, cooking meals in bulk so that you can save on electricity. You can cook meals and freeze them. Um, you can also... 
if you're going to, if you prefer to use dried legumes, say lent, lentils or chickpeas, you can prepare those in bulk and freeze those in smaller portions so that you've got them and, you know, you don't have to go through the process every time. Um, so it's really helpful having a meal plan as well. So deciding what is it I'm going to eat for this week? Mm. Because then you know what to put on your shopping list. You know what to buy. You know what to, to look out for. And then you also know what staples to be having um, in your pantry as well. Uh, just uh, how do we, well, I suppose this is quite subjective, but we have to also get our palates used to a different kind of a taste. Because if you want to buy something in bulk possibly and you want to save a bit of money, then you would choose like brown rice, for example, over basmati rice because, you know, one is sort of double the price. So to go yes. out there and say, well, everyone's like, oh, you know, brown rice. Ugh. But just just give it a go. You know, you'll find out it can go really far. And um, it's something that's a, it's a taste one can get into. But I suppose one does have to retrain one's palate if you're used to particularly a lot of processed food. Yes, yes, because processed food is easier on the palate. You yeah. know, it's got it's smoother. It's got more fat in it. It's got more preservatives and and. Um, uh, spices and those kind of things. The food doesn't have to be bland. If you eat brown rice on its own, there's not very many people that like brown rice on its <laughs> no. own. But if you're eating brown rice with a nice stew, then um, it, it's 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 really a textural thing more than a taste thing. Mm. Um, and so some people just need to get used to the new texture. And, you know, you can eat less if you're eating uh, um, something that's not refined. And it goes a lot further. So you feel full for, full for longer. Um, and then it does obviously work out cheaper in the long run too. Um, and then, you know, meat, we're looking at those um, products getting more and more expensive. So to kind of mix it up and try and uh, less of the meats and more of the plant-based in there maybe? Yes, absolutely. So you don't have to switch to an entirely vegan diet. But you can you can mix them or you can alternate them. So as I said earlier, if you add a can of lentils to a mince dish, it doubles the capacity of that mince. Mm. But if you make a, a dish with chickpeas or beans um, and you make your stew or your curry or whatever it is with that, that can be a replacement for the meat as well. So it reduces then our animal protein consumption, which is fairly healthy for us. Um, and you can use it in soups and in stews and in curries and in all sorts of different dishes. And it gives you a really nice filling meal that is fairly well balanced as well from a nutrient um, perspective. Yeah, and then uh, when you do your planning, as you mentioned earlier, you know, add a little bit extra in there. You know, sometimes you just have to add a little bit more liquid or one can of something, and then you've increased the doubled it up, and then you can freeze the rest, and then you don't even have to worry about next week. You know, it's all part of your yes. planning, so that's an important thing to do. Yes. So there's a couple of ways you can do that. You know, you can either cook um, and have a meal a couple of nights in a row. Or you can cook a couple of meals and you freeze them and then you can alternate those meals. So, you you know, you just take them out. Obviously, freezer capacity and all of that kind of thing needs to be taken into consideration too. But it certainly is really nice to be able to have a bit of a variety as well. Um, and then stocking up on non-perishable items. Yes. So if we have a pantry, you know, if, you, if you've got a base stock in your pantry of the things that you know that you use consistently, so that could be your oats or your maize products, like your, your mealy meals and those things for breakfasts, your whole grain pastas, your whole grain rice, your legumes, so that's your beans and your chickpeas and your lentils, um, your, your flours, um, the types of things that you are cooking with um, on a regular basis. And then you have a couple of cans of tuna or pilchards or um, 
canned tomatoes, that those are in your your cupboard so that mm. you can add those to any meal that you need to. Um, and they're there and you don't have to dash out to the shops or, or, or not make the meal because, oh, I don't have whatever it is that I'm needing. Um, it saves you time in the long run. It saves you in preparation as well. And it saves you that trip to the shop where you potentially land up buying more than your can of tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this comes down to planning, planning, planning. And uh, we started off saying about being intentional. So if, uh, if you want to make a change in your diet and to move to one that's considered healthier, but you're worried about blowing the budget, this is something to listen to again or share with somebody else who you know might also be in the same space saying, we really got to do something, but you know what? It costs more. Saying, no worry, Wendy's got some fantastic ideas for us. Let's share that podcast of kpulpit.co.za. What a pleasure, Wendy. Always nice to hang out with you. Thanks for today. Again, wonderfully practical advice. And we'll connect again next week. Thanks, Brad. Have a great Thursday. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.